Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Family, welcome to speech. You already know what time it is. It is time. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Now look, now look, now look, now look. The defending champ Chiefs, they might be in trouble. The breaking news from earlier today, Travis Kelsey, you know, the fifth best player in the National Football League is ranked by the players. He's hurt. Hyper extended his knee in practice and he is questionable for the game on Thursday, two days away from real football. Well, Travis Kelsey is this man, LaShawn McCoy's former teammate. That's two, five, two. I won a championship ring with them, but let's get to these introductions real quick. Far in James Jones, Super Bowl champ. How we feeling? What's cracking? You probably should have played a little receiver. I see Bruh. your hands. I see you. I almost pulled a hamstring. Aaron, we will revisit that after the show. Almost pulled a hammy, but we're good. Joy Taylor, what's the word? I'm I'm surprised. What, what, what kind of shoes you have? Yeah, what kind of shoes? Yeah, yeah they're chill. Yeah. They are chill today. Oh, they are chill today. The ankles are not ashy. Yeah. That's why I put the legs on the desk. That is why I did so. Um, Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn. Shady McCoy. Let's get it started with first and 10. Shall we roll the tape? Okay, I just told you all. Kansas City Chiefs, defending champs, trying to become back-to-back Super Bowl champs for the first time since 03-04. But Chris Jones, the man on your screen, he's currently holding out. He hasn't gotten the money he wants. Travis Kelsey, the man now on your screen, hyperextended his knee earlier, and we are just two days away from the Chiefs versus the Lions Thursday night football. Shady, no better question to ask this question to than you. You played with Travis Kelsey for a season, won a championship with him. You know just how good he is. Obviously, friend of the show, friend of several people at the desk. But I'm going to come to you with this very important question. Are you worried about the Chiefs? I'm worried. I'm worried, worried. First of all, have you seen the the podcast with him and his brothers, Jason? And he was saying, Kelsey was like, hey, man, Chris Jones, you're not here yet. I'm getting worried. Mm -hmm. I'm worried. But hold up. That's when he was still healthy. Yes, sir. Now he got hurt. I'm even more worried. I, I think that when you look at Chris Jones not being there, and now Travis Kelsey, yeah. he is like Patrick Mahomes' insurance. Yep. Yeah. Right? One thing in life, you guarantee on insurance, and one day it's, it's going to be over for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes knows, he knows that that's his insurance. Anytime Travis is anywhere around, he's down there somewhere, yeah. throw it up, he can make a play. So I'm just worried about the Chiefs because I haven't seen him without Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. We've seen him without. Um, Tyreek Hill. No doubt. But Travis, different story. You make so a great I'm worried point. about that. 145 plausible games since Travis Kelsey's rookie season. 145 plausible games. He's played in 143. Been consistent. consistent. The reason he didn't play in the other two, week 17s, and the Chiefs already had it locked up. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's Iron Man for the Chiefs. He does not miss games, Joy Taylor. Are you worried about the Chiefs in the imminent future? For right now, right? Yep. Not like big picture? Mm. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I was already worried without Chris Jones being there because, as we talked about yesterday, 
he's the other side of the ball. He's the Mahomes for the defense. So him not being in the building, just from a leadership perspective, from a production perspective, is concerning. Now you're talking about Travis Kelsey, who is a guy who is essentially responsible for 25% of the output from the offensive side of the ball when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's responsible for 25% of Patrick Mahomes' completions. A quarter. That's a lot. That, that, that's not replaceable by one person. We know how important Travis Kelsey is to this offense. And it's not that we don't think Patrick Mahomes is great, but everybody has this guy. Tom Brady has yeah, this guy. Aaron Rodgers has this guy. Everybody has their guy that they can go to that you said can just throw it up and get it or knows. Like, they have the relationship. He has the output. So for him to not be there in this offense on top of Chris Jones not being there, I don't want to, like, get all panicky, but I think it's a cause for concern. I think no it's doubt. fair to be concerned. Yeah. No, you guys are absolutely right, and, I, and I'm worried as well, right? You're talking about Travis Kelsey, right? We all know Shady, right? We come into the game plan. We got certain plays we're running, but we know it is going to be plays in the game 50% of the time that are off-scripted, right? Yeah, yeah. Quarterback got to scramble, get outside the pocket. You may, may be some missed blocks. You got to make some hay out of something, right? It's going to be off-schedule plays. You know who he's looking for on off-schedule plays? Travis Kelsey. That is what they do. The chemistry's been there for year after year after year. So the, the off-schedule plays is what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes dropping back and saying, ooh, Sky Moore right there, boom, ball out. I'm not worried about that. But it's going to become a time in the game to where it is off-schedule plays. There's nobody in the National Football League that does it better than Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. That is going to be huge. He is the security blanket. Now you got to go out here with young receivers. You got to go out here with Ross. You got to go out here with Sky Moore, and you have to try to find ways to get explosive plays and make plays. I am worried. And we already talked about the defensive side of the ball yesterday with Chris Jones. This right here for Andy Reid, I know how great of a coach he is, but everybody should be worried that your second best player on the football team is not out there on the football field. 2-5, I'm officially concerned. I was not fully concerned yesterday with the absence of Chris Jones only because I have had to humble myself as a defensive player realizing our value or lack thereof oftentimes. There are LaShawn McCoy's out there. There are James Joneses out there. So if y'all ball out to some degree, it doesn't matter how porous the, offense, the defense is, y'all going to be all right. I remember in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs did not win that game because of their defense versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We all watched it at length. Chiefs won that game because they put up 38 points. Mm -hmm. Special teams was great. Their best defensive player was actually their linebacker because Jason Kelsey's a first ballot Hall of Famer and was able to neutralize Chris Jones. So I was like, you know what? The Chiefs will be okay without mm -hmm. Chris Jones for the game. They'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But without Travis Kelsey, I don't have that same confidence. I do not have that same assurance because Travis Mahomes does not have his insurance. To Shady's point, without Travis Kelsey, now you're relying on Sky Moore, mm -hmm. drafted last year. Yeah. Justin Ross, mm -hmm. acquired last year. Kadarius Quoney, acquired late last yeah. year. Third-round pick, Rice out of SMU. Like, who are you relying on right now? You make a great point. There is the X's and O's of it all. When the game is played out on paper, it's easy. Yep. But what happens yeah. when the game has to transcend the X's and O's? That's where Travis comes And you know what? You made a good point. I was thinking about this from being over there. Thank I remember you. there's been times in practice where um, Pat and Kelsey would have something going on where he'll throw a pass, and that wasn't scripted. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, dang, where did that come? See, I'm a player, so I'm like, yeah. I want to know why you do that. Where yeah. most players probably are, whatever. Yeah. But I'm in tune. I'm like, why'd you throw it there? Why did you run that route? And they have that connection. When they look at each other, you're like, yo. You know, it's yeah. one of them yeah. things. Yeah. receiver. Yeah. And, 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 I see the same thing with the Bucks when Gronk. And Brady, they're not saying something. It's the look. No they see the defense look, and they look at each other. So that's one thing I am worried about is, like, those are big plays, too. 
when Kelsey, because Kelsey's an ex-quarterback. Those guys mm-hmm. be intelligent. And he may see some of the coverage, and he looks at Pat, they look at each other, yeah. and they all had them plays where yeah. now you don't have that. So Mike, Pat might be in a situation where Kelsey's not out there. He's looking at Sky Moore. He, he might not recognize mm-hmm. that look, that, that signal. And they don't get that play. Shady, right. Most and notably, um, um, real quick, Jay, remember most notably Chiefs versus the Bills Ooh. two years yep, ago. Yep, yep. We're in 13 seconds left. The Chiefs have to go all the way down the field mm-hmm. to get a field goal yeah. to send it to the overtime. We yep. know how the story ends. Chiefs win. Do it, Kels. Do it, do it, do Kels. It, Kels yeah. You know, if you have, the, look. You yeah. have the cornerback, it might have been Tredavious White was lined out further enough outside. So Patrick Mahomes was commuting communicating to Kelsey, hey, do it. What was it? Run at yeah. White to widen him, and then, then bounce yeah, back yeah. in, catch it, get in field goal range. You bring up a great, great point, point, Shady. Jay, where you at? And I want to piggyback off that because I've been in those situations with Aaron where the chemistry is there, where you hear a play call coming to huddle and he like, no, 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 no. JJ, listen, if I look at you twice, do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you, know, and you know scramble rules and all that type stuff. You know exactly where, he, where he, you need to be, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron done got out there, green 18, green 18. Set. And I'm like, oh, shoot, the ball coming. You know, but, <laughs> but that's that little stuff that when the game is on the line or when you have to have it down, third and 10, third and five, like you need Travis Kelsey out there. This is huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. I am worried. Let's go from the micro to the macro. Let's go not necessarily from the Thursday night game, Chiefs versus Lions, which we literally, by the time this show ends, we will be roughly 48 hours away from. Let's go now to the macro, bigger picture of the season. Okay. Chiefs are trying to repeat. They're trying to go yeah. back to back for the first time since the Patriots did it. I believe. 0304. Are you worried about them from a macro sense, a bigger picture, not just Thursday, but whole season? No, not yet. Not yet. It's still Andy Reid, still Patrick Mahomes. I think they'll get a deal done with Chris Jones. And we don't know how bad the injury is with Travis Kelsey. Obviously, you don't want to hear this essentially two days away from the start of the season when they have to play. And you don't want to go into a season injured. You usually exit a season injured if that's how it goes because you don't have any time to rest and really get healthy when you get injured at this point. So we don't know how elaborate this injury is. Obviously, we're all hoping that it's not that bad and it's something that, you know, he can feel good about at least in the next two to three weeks. But from a macro sense, I, I, can't, I can't bail on the Chiefs just yet. They're too far ahead of everybody once they get Chris back in the building and if Travis is healthy enough to play. There's so much ground that everyone else has to make up that maybe it will bring them back to the pack a little bit if they're absent from Kelsey for a while. But as long as he's there at some point in the season and Chris is in the building, I, I can't bail on the Chiefs just yet. Oh, no, absolutely. Now, if we're just talking about the whole season, they're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> if Kelsey doesn't play for the next three games, it may hurt him, but yeah. Andy Reid is so good. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is so good that they'll figure it out. I watched Andy Reid win games with way less talent yeah. at wide receivers and at quarterback. So if we, only reason why I'm really worried is just because it's so short notice. Yeah. So the, so the whole off time at, from, from the last preseason game to, to this game Thursday, Kelsey has been in the game plan. Yep. How can we get him the ball? How can we get him the ball? Now, because Andy Reid, he's so smart. He has a sheet of all the plays he wants to call. He has a sheet just for Kelsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how he does it. Yeah. So now you take that sheet away. Like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. You don't know how many plays he had drawn up for Kelsey. Yeah. But if you look at the, the, the long span of a season, he has enough time to draw up the plays he wants for everybody else. I mean, we've seen Andy Reid score two touchdowns in a, in a championship yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, Uncontested. No doubt about He's it. He's that good. So Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they'll figure a way to get it done. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm worried on both ends. And it's not the, that I don't have belief. And, and Coach Andy Reid because, I mean, he's won two Super Bowls over there with the Kansas City Chiefs. But we've seen him cover up Tyreek Hill, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're talking about no Tyreek Hill or Kelsey, right? I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes cannot get that done 
right? And they can't put up 30. But then you go to the other side now. So now you're saying, I got to go out here without 87, mm -hmm. without Tyreek Hill. I got to score 30. And I don't got Chris Jones on the other side neither. So for me, if we're talking big picture, we already said that we do not believe the Chiefs can go back and win a Super Bowl without Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. And now you take away 87, and we know 87's not, we know Travis Kelsey's not going to be gone the whole year, right? But it might slow down their fast starter trying to get out the gate to get this thing off and running in the AFC. And that could possibly come back and bite him if the Bills jump out on him a couple games or Joe Burrow jumps out on him a couple games. So for me, I'm worried because it's not about winning AFC championships. It's not about MVPs for Patty. It's about Super Bowls yep. for, for all of them. And this worries me. These are two of your best players. Last five years, the AFC has gone through Kansas City. The Ooh. AFC championship game's been in Kansas City. City. That's big. Over that stretch, here's what's fascinating. Patrick Mahomes, 16-0 in the last four seasons versus the NFC. 16-0 mm. versus the NFC. They see the NFC's Detroit Lions mm. two days away. Mm. Cannot wait Ooh, for that. That's Brady numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, Jets defensive backs think that their defense can be as good as the 85 Bears, can be as good as the Legion of Boom. So is there more pressure on the Jets offense or defense, Aaron Rodgers or them dogs on the deep? That's next on Speak. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Second is short. Wake up, Shady. The Jets open Monday night against the Bills a lot. And I mean a lot of attention is on the offense with the addition of obviously four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers along with Dalvin Cook, four-time Pro Bowler. But wait till you hear what Jets cornerback DJ Reed said about the Jets defense. Take a listen. I think we have the potential to be the best defense in the NFL. And honestly, I think we could be historical, not just the best defense in the league, but I think we could have an historical defense like the 85-86 Bears, like the LOB in 2013. I think we could be that dominant if we put all the things together. Joy, when I heard that, first and foremost, as somebody who loves the history of defense in the National Football League, I was shocked. I was appalled. I was flabbergasted, all the things. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. simmer down now, DJ Reed. You just compared yourself to all-time defenses that had all-time players at every level. Yeah. Proven all-time players. Mm -hmm. Cam Chancellor, one of the best strong safeties of the generation, Legion of Boom. Earl Thomas, one of the best free safeties of the generation. Richard Sherman, one of the best cornerbacks of the generation. Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers of the generation. So everybody just simmered down down real quick before you compare yourself to LOB, mm. the Legion of Boom. But then I thought further, Joy, and I was like, wait a second. The Jets' defense is putting a lot of pressure on themselves, 2-5. Robert Sala's putting a lot of pressure on the Jets' defense. We, the media, are putting a lot of pressure on the Jets' defense because we keep saying, top five defense, yeah. top five defense, yeah. top five defense. You know what happens when you give Aaron Rodgers a top five defense. Mm -hmm. Hint, he won the Super Bowl 2011. So, is there more pressure, Joy, on the Jets' defense? Or is it obviously still, in your mind, the Jets' offense? 
I already see how this is going to play out. Uh, the more, there's more pressure on the, on the Jets' offense. Let's, let's be serious. It's Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be more pressure on that side of the ball when Aaron Rodgers is on your team. I don't care how good or historical your defense is. And, in fact, if the defense does end up being historical, that's going to make it even more difficult for Aaron Rodgers because if he doesn't hold up his end of the bargain, well, you gave him everything that he asked for. You gave him a top five or historical defense, and he still wasn't able to get it done. Now, obviously, that's what the narrative would be if they don't have any success in this situation. But, yes, the, the pressure's on the offense. And, and it's particularly on the offense because they were that good last year. They weren't historical. They weren't the, the Bears. They weren't the Legion of Doom. But... They were really good, and they were so good, in fact, that they had not even, not even average quarterback play, just, like, competence quarterback play. They would have won significantly more games. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the pressure's on the offense, um, and then when we get the second time around, I'll tell you what I think about that quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joy's absolutely right. I mean, when we watched the Jets play last year, nobody said, man, they defense losing games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody looked at the quarterback. Everybody looked at the offense. If the Jets scored 21 points a game last year, they 11 and 6. You got what I'm saying? That equals playoffs. Yeah. So the pressure is all on the offense, all on Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about a top five defense last year. They were the fourth ranked defense last year. So even if you bump up a couple spots, it don't matter if the offense is not delivering. So this is an easy answer. Aaron Rodgers has to deliver 21 points or more and go out there and ball out the pressures all on this offense. First of all, I love the quote from DJ mm-hmm. because he's doing his history. I love that, though. You know, how you know about the 85 Bears? Let me research that. <laughs> so I like that part. Um, I think all the real pressure has to be on the offense just because, I mean, first of all, you bring in a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? All the new additions are on offense. You bring in Dalvin Cook. People forget because I guess he got cut or whatever, but yeah. he is a really, really good running back. No doubt. Right? He's a top-tier back. No doubt. So, so they let him go. He goes to the, the Jets, and Brees Hall – Ain't no slouch yourself. Yep. He might have won Office Rookie Player of the Year. So you have them the type of guys in the backfield. You got that quarterback. And then you look at the wide receiver. Like last year they had, what, the Rookie Office Player of the Year? Yep. Yeah. And Gary yeah, Wilson. Wilson. So yep. they have so many new additions. I won't get into all the other guys from Green Bay because I think they're just, just guys. But when you put, put them on an offense, right, where the defense is already a top-five defense, yep. I mean, all the real pressure is on the offense because if, if for them to win games, ain't going to be on the defense. Here's my thought, though. You all's answers are why I believe there's more pressure on the defense. Ooh. Because everyone at this desk, rightfully so, is saying, man, just a top five defense. Just a top five defense. If the offense just does, if the offense just, if the offense just, if the offense just. But what happens when the offense does? Mm. Buffalo Bills. Mm. What happens? Because remember, the Bills' defensive coordinator is no longer Leslie Frazier. Yeah. What happens when the Jets' offense goes out there and puts up 28 points week one? Mm-hmm. And the Jets lose 31 to 28. What happens when the Jets have to play the Kansas City Chiefs? Because they do. Mm-hmm. Remember, in the first six weeks of the season, the Jets will play the 2022 MVP, 2022 runner-up for MVP, 2021 MVP, 2021 runner-up for MVP. In my mind, again, I will acknowledge my bias because I am the lone defender on this desk. But I'm also thinking to myself, the Jets' defense didn't really have to get tested last year because their offense was so bad. And you all know on the far ends of this table, and Joy, you obviously know from studying and watching yourself, when you play a bad defense, y'all go into it, hey, just don't lose the game. Mm -hmm. When you play play a bad offense, Jets' offense was terrible. Zach Wilson, y'all know the only way you lose to the Jets last year is if you lose the game. Mm -hmm. But now with Aaron Rodgers on the flip side, now the opposing offenses are go win the game. And that to me, why Joy, is why I'm like, if the Jets' offense does their part, Aaron Rodgers does his part. 
then this top five defense, boy, they better can, be top five. Can you five. elaborate on that a little bit? What, what do you mean by, hold on, so if you're playing a bad offense, yeah. right, so your offense doesn't have to play great? I'm, I'm trying no, to figure out. No, no, I, I get exactly. You, you, so if you're playing a bad offense, okay. obviously you adjust the strategy of your game plan. Right. Because you don't need to lose the game. If y'all watched Clemson versus Duke last night, Clemson lost that football game. Turnover after turnover after right. turnover in the red zone. When you're playing a good offense, now you realize, uh-oh, they might score points you on the other end. So you've got to go out no, there my, and you got to My thing press. is, like you, no matter how bad the offense is on the side, you're trying to score points. Really? So if... if Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If you're talking about turnovers, that's, that's one thing. You, mm-hmm. you, nobody wants to turn the ball over. It's a good offense, a bad offense. But I'm trying mm-hmm. to think, like, no matter how good or bad the offense is, we trying to score. As many points we can score. No. Think game no. plan-wise. Okay, so, okay, so, okay so game plan-wise. This, this is what I think Acho getting at. When Josh Allen comes to play Aaron Rodgers, okay. he knows, and the Buffalo Bills know, we might have to throw this thing 40 times to outdo Aaron Rodgers. If you have a Zach Wilson over there, a Mike White over there, it's like, okay, we might have to throw this thing 20 times. Let's run it because we know they can't score. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Aaron can go out here on the offensive side of the ball and the Jets can put up 14, right? Yeah, and yeah. then this offense comes out and now they're throwing the ball all over the yard. The Jets didn't see that last year. They seen teams just- running the ball at them. They seen teams maybe throwing the ball 20-plus times, but they didn't see, like, we finna throw this thing 45 times and we finna come at you. That is different yeah. coming out of defense. Final thought. I want to get yeah. George Stoffman. No, no, no she, she go. I, just, I, just, I disagree. I, I think a, a, a great coordinator like Andy Reid, you know, and I say that none of your coordinators are not, but it's, he going to try to score no matter what. If, 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 it's, if it's Jimmy G or, or a quarterback on the team, whoever it is, mm-hmm. we trying to score as many points as, we, as possible. If we need to throw it 30 times or, or run it 30 times, we going to do that to win. I don't know about – all that trying to worry about the other team's offense when we have our own game plan. I don't know about that part. Fair, fair. Troy, what did you make of the quote itself? DJ Reed, obviously, I think he's in his fifth year with the Jets, or fifth year in the league. I think maybe a second year or so with the Jets. Andy, off camera, please help me out with that fact check. What did you make of the quote? I mean, they're just leaning into all of this now. Like, they're they're not doing the tone it down thing with the hype at all. At all, <laughs> uh, which is fine, but it, how annoying is it going to be if you you mentioned we all know what the start of their season looks like? Now yeah. it could it could not matter at all. They could come out swinging, and mm-hmm. we're all we're all wrong. Well, we assume this is going to be a little bit of a challenge yeah, okay. for this team who hasn't been on the field together during a regular season game yet, despite all the talk about Super Bowls and dreamy scenarios and dream seasons and history and historical defenses and all this stuff. So this is New York. This mm-hmm. is not Green Bay. This is New York City. If this goes awry, <laughs> that's going to be an annoying question I have to answer. Do you still feel you have the opportunity to become a historical mm-hmm. defense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that yes. <laughs> reporter did not make that quote up. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't care. I love it. Trash talk, you know, talk your stuff. Yeah. I don't believe in humble. But, 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 but this is New York, and there's already an immense amount of pressure. This is, this is the start and finish of everything that we are watching from the hype side yeah. for the NFL this year. Yeah, we're, we're super interested in lots of other stories and what teams are going to look like, and yeah. there's lots of other storylines. But that man and what he can possibly deliver to New York when we saw Tom Brady do it in year one mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford do it in year one and then saw Russell Wilson fail dramatically in year one, the pressure is... <laughs> The pressure's on. I just don't like, like, don't paint a target on your back. 
Uh, you, the Jets are already going to have a target. But when you start saying things like, oh, we want to be as good as the 85 Bears defense, the Legion of Boom, like – you got to remember, like, don't put a target unnecessarily on your back. I'm also thinking, to build on everybody's point at this desk, is how many elite defenses in the modern era also had elite offenses? doesn't happen because of the way in which the game was played. Like, there's a way in which the game is played. If you have an elite offense, it's hard to have an elite defense because the other team is now trying to shoot out, and you are just trying to win. So you just get very vanilla because you say, I don't care about holding you to zero, just win. Mm. So the Legion of Boom didn't have a prolific offense. 02 Bucks didn't have a prolific offense. 2000 Ravens didn't have a prolific offense. 2002 Ravens didn't have a prolific offense. 2015 Broncos didn't have a prolific offense. All had elite defenses. Mm -hmm. So if the Jets offense is going to be prolific, I'm just interested to see if this Legion of Doom is about to be. What would they be called? What would they be called? Mm -hmm. We'll think of a name. (laughs) (laughs) All right, when we return, we don't have to think of Colorado being in the top 25 anymore because it is now a reality. After their big upset win over TCU, they have shot up in the AP poll rankings, being ranked for the first time in a long time. What are our expectations now with prime time? That's next. It better be top 10, top 15. Yes, sir. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This game right here. TCU. Tomorrow night is TCU. We're going to set the stage right. Prime time with a big upset. Ooh. And Brian, we trust. Prime brought his own son. And he liked that too. He brought in Travis Hunter, two-way player wide receiver. He liked that too. I want to see Prime do more than just compete. Sanders, the little screen. Edwards, touchdown, Colorado. Intercepted. Wow. Travis Hunter. Are you kidding me? We told you to come. You thought we were choking. Guess what? We keep receipts. Wow. Just wow, America. They shocked the world. Colorado upsetting TCU. Do you believe in that? Now, everybody want to believe. I'm good with that. We got room. We've seen it before. We're going to see it again. This is the beginning. And Prime, we trust. We are in third and long now. Shout out to Prime. I don't know if y'all saw. He was out there uh, tweeting back at us yesterday on the show. Oh, it did? Yeah, he was out there on our Speak page, on our Speak Instagram, showing us love. Shady, the Buffaloes are ranked. 
prime in them are ranked. Mm. Top 15? No, they're not in the top 15. Okay, oh, relax. They, relax, 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 relax. Oh, so they don't believe. They relax. Okay. <laughs> they don't believe. All right, cool. They are ranked 22nd in the latest AP poll, which literally just came out hours ago. We have to update our expectations. Joy, you say this all the time. I've adopted it from you. I give you credit the first time. Afterwards, it's mine. Okay. Um, eventually, you got to update, update your, you gotta update. You gotta like update that, your yeah. model. You have to update how you think about something, someone, or some ideology. How have your expectations changed? What are your expectations now for Colorado? You know what? I, I was a big believer already. Now James is a believer. I'm, you see that, how that works? <laughs> anyway, I think now that, that, that they've won a game on a big stage, on a away game, right, against TCU, was a good team, yep. with ranked 17th, yep. right, was in a national game last year. Mm -hmm. So it shows you how good that team is. So now to get this win, it's like, oh, wow, maybe I can see this team winning nine to ten games. That's what I feel like right now. Yeah. Before it was okay, they're gonna compete, they're gonna win some games, gonna beat some teams that people didn't think they could. Yeah. And they're gonna see their prime as a real coach, as a real thing he got going on. But now everybody believes in them. Mm -hmm. So I think that even myself, I've updated my information. Yep. And I think that now I can see this team, Colorado, going out there and winning nine to 10 games this Ooh, year. That's good, that's yeah. good, that's good. Joy, where are you at now that you've updated? What are your expectations? I mean, I think it has to be a bowl game for sure. It's still, it's a long season, and there's going to be some adversity. We know that all, all, teams, all teams face it. But they look like they're built for it. They certainly have the talent. They have the coaching. And say what you want about TCU, which is the first thing people are going to do whenever something, whenever something good happens. Like, wow, TCU, look that Okay, Vegas is not like giving away money. They were a 20-point favorites. That's right. That's okay? right. So somebody thought that TCU was good, and they thought they were going to whoop up on Colorado, and they did not. So I don't really care about what you think about the opponent in this situation. They did win. And they went blow for blow with them. They looked well coached. They looked like they had the talent. They were prepared in the trenches. And they competed with a team that was ranked 17th and in the national championship game last year. So the expectations now have to be that they make a bowl game and a significant one at yeah. that. Because it's not just that we've already seen it. It's been declared. Yeah, yeah. For better or for worse, James, I will say the best and worst thing that could happen to Colorado is that they beat TCU. Because mm -hmm. now my expectation is very simple. You've shown me you can walk. Mm -hmm. Show me you can run. Mm. Now, now I've seen you walk. Yeah. I've, seen it. I've seen you walk. I've seen you walk versus TCU. Now you've got to show me that you can run. Now the whole world believes. Yeah. People didn't used to believe. Now everybody and their mama believe. You have the Nebraska, that's the opponent that Colorado was facing. Mm -hmm. Their head coach came out and said, they got to be ranked. Yeah. They should be in the top 10. Yeah. You, got, you got everybody now believing. You have shown me you can walk, Colorado. Shador Sanders, 510 passing yards. Travis Hunter, 119 receiving yards, and you play defensive back. Mm -hmm. Dylan Edwards, true freshman, four touchdowns. Deion Sanders, you came out there and you coached the game of your life. Yeah. Sean Lewis, new offensive coordinator, former head, state, head coach at Kent State. You came out there and showed yeah. me you know exactly how to dial it up. Everybody showed me they could walk, James. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for them to open up their stride. Yeah, and like Shady said, I'm a believer now. I believe. But my expectations are still right here, right? Because I'm going to believe even if Dion goes out here and loses a couple games. My belief is what I've seen him do on Saturday, he is about to change this whole thing around, and he's about to take over. That is why I believe. But I'm still not going out here saying he's going to win 10 games and get to a, like, it's going to be this. Yeah. We, we, we know that's coming. It's going to be that. But whether he wins or loses some games, I am still going to believe from what I've seen, from his coaches, from his players, what he's building, he is going to get this thing changed around. So for me, my real expectations for him, seven, eight wins. 
I'm still right there, seven, eight wins. And if Dion can get to seven, eight wins from winning one game last year, losing by almost 30 points a game, that is a hell of a coaching job. And that is a heck of a turnaround by Dion Sanders and his Colorado As, as I look team. at the schedule, though, right, I, yeah. I think that's possible. I mean, by the way, I won me some money last weekend. My dog. There you go. You know, I put money, I put you ain't going share none, huh? Prime we trust. Yeah. <laughs> I got my money. But anyway, so they got Nebraska, who they should win. Yeah. Colorado State, they should win that game. Oregon. And that's going to be a super big yeah. test. That could go either way. I think that... If you're going should, they should lose. They should lose that one. They just because and it's at Oregon, Oregon's been pretty good and consistent. Then you got USC. They're going to beat USC. Mm. I'm telling you that right now. Mm. Well, well, beat USC. September 30th. Listen, you listen. Believe it, believe you, listen, listen. <laughs> Caleb Williams is a dog. He is. By far the best player in college football. I'm going to say that. He is. But, 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 but. Mm. You think Prime Time will have his son juiced up? Well, what about Lincoln they, Riley? They talking about him. They not talking about you. Yeah. Yeah, all right, Prime is the best at getting the best out of you. You know that. They got to stop. Let's, let's, let's move yeah, on. Move on. Also, also, you know, USC uh, on the other side of the ball. Oh, come on now. Yeah. What's that little school that just played? The little baby school that put 28 points Stop it. 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 You don't got to remind the viewers. You don't got to remind the viewers. Arizona State. They should beat Arizona State. Stanford. They should beat Arizona. They should beat uh, Stanford. Who's that? UCLA. UCLA. That's UCLA Kelly. Oh, they're gonna beat them. <laughs> Oregon State. They should win that game. Arizona. Come on, man. That's Come a on. lot of dubs. That's a lot of dubs. <laughs> And, and then, and then la- the last one is, is uh, Utah. That's, that's, that's going to be, be the tough. Other than that, I mean, come on now. Here's my thing, though. And, and Shady, I want to ask you this question here shortly, ask though. Is, boy. How do you think they will manage success? Anecdotal story. 2010, I'm playing for Texas. We were unranked. We went to Nebraska. They were the number five team in the nation. Mm. We beat them. Shocked the world. Mm. Next week, we go home at Iowa State. We go home playing Iowa State. We're now the 22nd ranked team in the nation, like Colorado. We lose at home to an unranked Iowa State. We beat Nebraska. We was feeling ourselves, oh, we nice, we nice. We might go to the national championship again. And then we go back at home. I didn't play in that game for my MCO. We go back and we get smacked around. I had to say, ain't no blood on my hands. I ain't playing that game. Shady, how do you think they can manage the excitement? You just cooked my ticket. Oh, you just jinxed it. <laughs> I was right 22nd now. I gotta take my parlay now. Anyway, um, no, I, I would say this. I just think that Coach Prime has been there. I think he's gonna remind his kids that listen, man, don't forget how bad they talked about y'all. Reporters and all that. Mm. One thing that Sean McDermott did a great job of when I was with the Buffalo Bills, he kept receipts, right? Mm. And he not only even culturally for that type of thing, but he did. Mm. And he would have all type of things. The player said this, player said that. They have the, the TV screen will be like, um, you walk in the building, it's like t- today's times, okay? Breakfast at 7 o'clock, meetings at 8, right? And then it'd be like a, a slideshow. And the next, the next sheet would be, yo, the Patriots are saying this and that. Yo, the coach said this. So it keeps you aware of, you know what, don't forget. Yeah, you, you might have beat TCU, but don't forget the, the whole NFL, or not NFL, the whole college been counting you out, the coaches, players. So don't forget that. I think Prime will do a good job of keeping but, this boy still humble. And, and that's a really good point. And not only that, I don't think we give Prime enough credit we don't. for the staff that he put together. Yeah. Right? I coach, I coach youth football. I'm like, look, we out here for two hours, but you got to do something at home. Right? So when Prime's in the team meeting and he's preaching a certain message, you think Zimmer ain't in a defensive meeting preaching that? Yep, yep. You think Shermer ain't in, over there preaching that? Right? So I just think everybody around on that coaching staff that's, that's around those players in Colorado, you ain't did nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
We done been in Super Bowls. We done lost big time. You, you ain't did nothing. You won one game. Mm. You rank. So I think they still know that they got so much to prove. And there's so many good people in that building that have done it at a high level. These kids is in really good hands. Joy, you think more pressure on Prime now because now everybody is saying, oh, you are good. Before we were saying they're not good. Everybody's going to wax them. Now we are saying they are good. For context at home, viewer, Nebraska was favored by five points mm-hmm. before Colorado beat TCU. Ugh. After Colorado beat Colorado beat TCU, Colorado is now favored by two and a half points. So you're talking about an eight-point swing, roughly, based upon the odds makers. Mm-hmm. How do you think that impacts Prime, impacts the fan base, impacts your organization? Again, you were very close to college football. I mean, I don't think it impacts Prime at all. He has decades of experience around this game. He's he's seen failures and successes, and he's He's had his own within the, within coaching, so I don't I don't think it's going to affect him at all. He knows what expectations are. It's, it's prime. His name is prime. He knows what expectations are. What 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 it what it feels like to have everyone think you're going to go out there and be successful no matter what the scenario is. It's really about the players. Yeah. But that's what coach. That's when coaching comes in. Yep. That's when reminding them of where they are. And look, I'm going to give these young men a little bit of credit. It's one game. Like, it was a tremendous game. Loved every second of it. It has, they have arrived. They have validated that they belong in this conversation. But it is one game. It's a whole season. And there are bigger goals than just beating TCU. That, that was the first goal. The next one is coming up, and it's Nebraska. So, so I, can't, I can't just assume just because these are young people that they don't understand the, the, the enormity of an entire season and what's what's expected of them. James, something I'm very curious about, and again, I'm going to omit a lot of context because I wasn't there, but there might be a psychology I want the viewer to understand. You won a Super Bowl when you were 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. You went on the road and you won all of those games. Yes, sir. En route to winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Next year, you're 15 and 1. Mm, come on, man. Like, next year... Y'all are on top of the world, and then you lose, I think, in, your, in the first game. I don't say this for shade. I say this to say when your back was against the wall, y'all did everything in one. Yeah. Then when you all were the favorite, you now somehow lost instantly. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the psychology. Obviously, you're professional, but yeah. talk to me about the psychology of back against the wall, 10-6 and six season, go all the way, win the Super Bowl, now the favorite, and get bounced in the game one because there could be a psychology here Colorado. Well, State. I think it's exactly what Deion Sanders and them is dealing with right now, right? Deion Sanders, they was hunting, right? Nobody expected them to win that game but Shady. Mm-hmm. They, they, they was hunting. TCU, TCU probably was thinking how a lot of people thought, oh, we get 10-6 and six Green Bay on the road. They're struggling football team. You, you know how that go, right? Preparing for them might change a little bit. But when you are hunting and you are that team, you know that I'm putting in this extra work. Yeah. I'm doing this extra work. We was 15-1, and one, so we was like, man, we finna run up in here and beat everybody, right? But... We realized early and we got beat up that we got everybody's best shot too, mm-hmm. right? Some of the, we, we used to watch film like, we finna beat up on this team. And then we get in the game and we like, who is this oh, team? totally it's different. totally different, it's right? Totally Just because different. now they know that we are the standard yeah. and they want to get it, come out of that game like, if they the standard and we beat them, are we hung with them? Yeah. Then we know what we can be. So that's what Prime is dealing with now. So you're going into a Nebraska game to where they coming to hunt you now. 
right? You the test now, right? You the yeah. standard now. And that's different. You're going to get a different opponent. You may, you didn't get that against yeah, TCU. Even though you won TCU, like, ah, uh, they rebuilding. That was just a mindset. Not saying they disrespecting Dion and them, but their mindset was, you rebuilding, we fresh out of the natty, we, we ready to go. Y'all got some, y'all got some time. Well, you know, and they got hit in the mouth. As I look around, though, see, I, I think it's a little bit different because they went out there and, and won the championship and then they came back like a big dog. Well, I see a lot of people still not Respecting Promino. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like people... Yeah. I feel I don't like, see it. I don't feel it. <laughs> he feel, laid back. I, I, feel, I feel like people are... They might say that, you know, because they have to. Now, what can you say? But it's like, that's a fluke. TCU, they're not that good. I've seen so many people saying how TCU's not that good. I'm like, well, whoa. They was just nice. Now they're not because they lost to Colorado. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if they have a good matchup like Oregon... Mm-hmm. And they lose, I, I swear everybody's gonna flood it. Yeah, I told y'all, I told mm-hmm. y'all. So I don't think they're at that point that where it's like, oh man, we're, we're trying to hunt Colorado. I don't think they're, they're there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, I don't think, yeah, they're I don't ranked think they're 22nd. They're not even considered the best team in the Pac 12. No, nah, not at all. Not even the yeah. fourth best team. You see what I'm saying? So like, they're not they at the still, top dog yeah, yet. They still have hunting to do. But I do think, I do think to Jay's point is Colorado, in my mind, now they're going to get other people's Nobody's going to ignore 100%. them again. No one's going to ignore them again. Yeah. That's, that's on, for do sure. Do y'all see this man behind you? But you know what? Hold but that's what you see, want. What, don't you yeah. want, don't you no want doubt. a competition? Right. Don't you want to go out there and compete against the best and give them your best? Like, you know, being an underdog is fun. It is fun. It's nice to walk into a room and have everybody uh, count you out. Hello. And then you prove them wrong. But it is also great to walk in and be at the table and have something to say and be able to stand in your own and go right. toe for toe. So if you it, win. If you you win. Go, you're not going to win every game and you're not going to lose every game. You have to Man, be there this... to compete. But being respected is, to me, once you've proven that you belong there, is better than coming into every game being the underdog. Yeah, but, and but prime. isn't that what you're working for? People want to, you, you think people, people want to be beat on prime? It's not a regular coaching. So let, let's say they weren't ranked 22. Mm-hmm. If TCU, whoever it is, no, Nebraska, they want to be Coach Prime. No doubt. It yeah. ain't about the even the, 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 the record. Like, Katie, I give it to you like this. I remember in college, I would walk out uh, at Texas, and I would always do this. I would look up. Because if I saw the line above me, and y'all might remember this, but in the league, it's always there. If you see the line above you, it's a sky cam. And if you see a sky cam, oh, it's a national game. Yeah. As soon as I would walk on the field, I would always do this. Because yeah. I was like, we playing on national TV or not? Mm-hmm. And if I see the sky cam, I'm like... Oh, it's time to go. Mm. Nebraska's walking out on that field, big noon kickoff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on Fox, and they're going to look up, and they're going to see the sky cam. And those players that might have been like, you know what, ass, just just a little Colorado. Now it's like, oh, oh, it's time to go. And and that's different. And that's different when you're getting people's best shot. That that is different. People are preparing different for you. It is is totally different. I've been there, right? I ain't seen people play so hard until they got on the field and played against us when we was 13-0. and Oh, we going to be the one to to knock them off of the undefeated season? 14-0. It was different players. We like, man, y'all don't show this on tape. That's what's coming. I want the best shot personally myself. (laughs) It happened, remember, to the Eagles last year. Eagles played the Texans, and we're like, these the Texans? Yeah. Texans couldn't win a game. Yeah. Eagles was undefeated, I think maybe 9-0 and at the time. And it was like, yo, the Eagles going wire to wire with the Texans? Yeah. And it was because, no to some degree, when you was going against them undefeated Eagles, it was like, hey, we bring And, Joy, I agree with you. You want it. We just saying be prepared for it because <laughs> it's coming. We want it, <laughs> but just be ready for it. Yeah. Uh, well, these coaches that are on the hot seat better have their teams prepared. Up next, I am revealing the top six coaches. I'm picking six coaches on the hot seat as a Belichick. McCarthy, Stefanski, McDaniel. Oh, we can't wait to talk about it. Next on Speed. Harper hits one in the air. Looks back. It goes. Harper, the swing of his life. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. 
Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is time for a pick six. We are just a couple days away from the start of the NFL season. So what coaches have the most pressure this season? Which coaches, maybe your favorite coach, is on the hot seat? I'm going to give you the six of them, starting at number six. Surprise, surprise. Bill Belichick has to enter his name on a list. Now look, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady is starting to become incredibly scrutinized. He's a 500 coach. Literally, without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is average at best. If he does not win again this season, this seat has to be scolding for him. At number five, Dan Campbell. We're going to see him in two days, literally 48 hours. We'll see Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions take on the Chiefs. We keep saying how the Lions are ascending, ascending, ascending. It's year three, Dan Campbell. What you going to do in that third year? Everybody's watching at number four. Friend of mine. Good coach. But Brandon Staley, they're not getting rid of Justin Herbert. So it will be you if the season does not go as planned. I hope it does. I think it will. But if it doesn't, you already fired the OC last year and brought a new OC in, Kellen Moore. You can't fire nobody else except yourself. At number three, Saints head coach is just flying under the radar. Dennis Allen, nobody's talking about him. See, we're all talking about Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton. He don't coach the Saints no more. Dennis Allen, what you gonna do? At number two, Todd Bowles. I'm happy for Todd Bowles. I think he's one of the greatest defensive minds in the game of football. But as a head coach, he hasn't proven anything. With the Jets, didn't prove much. With the Bucks last year, Tom Brady and them got smacked around and blown out. Todd Bowles, you gotta get it right. And Baker Mayfield, he's at quarterback. Lot of pressure at number one. I don't think this man makes it through the season. I think this man gets fired before week 10. Ron Rivera, whole lot of pressure. They coached, Eric Bannamy got hired as coach as offensive coordinator. Sam Hauser, quarterback. What is Ron Rivera going to do? There has been chaos in Washington for years. And Ron Rivera, can you put the chaos to an end? Because if not, I think your coaching career in Washington, it might come to an end. Y'all saw my list. Joy, you saw my coaches on the hot seat. Mm -hmm. But what coach, which head coach in your mind is on the hottest seat? I, my guy's not even on your list. I think it's Robert Sala. Ooh. Ooh. Talk to us. He's, he's won 11 games in mm. the league. Mm. All those guys have something going on. Mm -hmm. mm. Something. Robert Sala's won 11 games. He's 11 and 23 in the National Football League. If this goes poorly, which we have seen is an absolute possibility, mm -hmm. we didn't think it was possible, and then Denver happens, and I'm not saying, I'm not speaking this on you, Jets, but it is, we've seen it. We saw it last year. If that were to happen in New York, 
How does he survive that? You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got Dalvin Cook. You've got a top five defense last year. You brought in all these extra pieces. You got Offensive Rookie of the Year. All the pressure, historical and dream season and Super Bowl expectations. Yeah. Taking over the East. Yeah, to me, he has the most pressure because he has the most to work with. I can make an argument for any of these guys that, you know, maybe they get – I mean, I don't think Bill Belichick's going anywhere, to be honest with you. I think if Dan Campbell has – even another year like last year, they will keep him there. Brandon Staley is interesting, and certainly Ron Rivera. I don't think it's really Ron's fault. There's a lot mm-hmm, going happening on in Washington always, but and, and I hear you on Todd Bowles. But, yeah, to me, it's Robert Sully. He has the most, he has the most going on. I'm just glad one of the greatest coaches of all time wasn't on your list and Coach Mike McCarthy, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, uh, it's Kevin Stefanski, mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. One winning season in three seasons, right? Joy always touches on it. 230 M's guaranteed at your quarterback spot, right? Know. The best you have finished in the division is third, right? You are really 0-2 in the playoffs because the playoff game you did when do you was at the crib. Don't do that to him. Don't do <laughs> you that was at the crib sick. But for me, this is a really good football team mm-hmm. built the right way. You got Nick Chubb, you can run the ball. You got Amari Cooper, you got 230 M's at the quarterback spot. Playmakers around him, Elijah Moore. You can keep on going, defense. right? Najoku, defense. You go over there, you bring in Zadarius Smith. You already got Miles Garrett. Like, the defense is built to, to stop people as well. So he has everything he went to really go compete for a Super Bowl. I think if he doesn't get it done and he doesn't make the playoffs and he finishes third again, I think Stephen Kofansky can be out of there. I mean, you had one of the greatest coaches of all time at number six. <laughs> Why wasn't he at number one? I'm going with Bill Belichick. Listen, and, and it might it might seem odd or, or weird that, that put him on a hot seat, but let's really talk about it for a second. You said it. Without Tom Brady, he's basically 500. Yep. That's average, mm. right? And don't forget the years he played with the, with the, the Browns. Mm. Fossey's only had one, one winning season. When you really break down the layer of, of who Bill Belichick is, aside from Tom Brady, Average coach. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. I don't see no development with the players. I don't see no growth. Mac Jones, his rookie year, I thought he would be excellent. You're right. Wow. <clears throat> they did it again, man. They got some similar type of quarterback like, like Tom Brady. And sure enough, boom, he hits rock bottom again. Now they go from being the top of the charts in the AFC East, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. To now at the bottom. Think about it, though. The, the, the Patriots are at the bottom of the division. Yeah. So as much as we want to talk about all these other coaches, mm. and, and I guess they don't want to look at Bill Belichick because of his resume. But the resume without Tom Brady, it looks scary. And the last part is, he's 71. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to, hey, look, man, hey, th- thanks for everything. Thank-, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But it's time to go. I mean, we see so many great coaches be fired. I think Andy Reid is probably the best coach of all time, in my, in my opinion. They fired him for Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, um, I can name a couple guys um, from the Colts. Tony Dungy. Mm. Ooh, you get nice. what I'm saying? So nice. we've seen guys or good coaches that were greats yeah. get fired. Tom Landry's another one I'm thinking about just off the top. So, listen, I hate to say it, but Bill, it may be time, And sometimes it it ain't really about what you can do as a coach. Sometimes you just need change. Yeah. You just need need change. Listen, I love love a little Hennessy sometimes here and there. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, I might might grab a little bit of tequila and need a little switch up. Mm. And it might be time for Patriots. Switch it up. So is Bill Belichick <laughs> Hennessy yeah. or is Bill Belichick? Oh, uh, he Hennessy right now. He, he tried to switch now, it up. Hold on, he not. He not. He don't like uh, some, like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Scotch, probably. It's sad you drink Hennessy yeah, and switch it up. You try to get him switched up to tequila. Vomos, um, 
Vamos, something like that. I don't know. They hire an average. I don't, I don't want to go down the, the road. Uh, they hire an, or fire an average of seven coaches per year. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm with you. I don't agree with all of the firing sometimes. And we know that there's a coaching carousel. A lot of them will end up moving to another space or take a year off mm-hmm. McCarthy, Peterson and end up somewhere else. And those are guys that have been, you know, yeah. have left and they've, yeah. they've won Super Bowls. So I, I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the year. I have a really hard time imagining Bill Belichick leaving. I know that what, it's what, probably, what if they make it like not firing, but hey, you know. No, I think. I give, me, give, me, give me somewhere up, upstairs, uh, the front office. I think like that. that is what will happen. Right. Like it's going to be a mutual thing. And I actually think that's the right thing to do. Even yeah. if he's not doing the best job right now, which I, I don't believe. I'm he's with not. you. I don't think that he is. He's not. We're not even talking about the Patriots in this division. I assume they're going to steal a game here and mess up somebody's standings because it's Bill Belichick and that's what he's capable of But no of playoffs, doing. though, right? But I don't think they make the playoffs. And to, and to be talking about the Patriots to have that much of a fall from grace it, it's, That's what I'm it's, saying. It's tough to make that argument. But I do think that because of his resume, yep. that you have to just – you have to – You got to be kind with it. I'll be kind with it. Yeah. But, but if he, it ends up happening. She's right, yeah. But equity aside, right, like if you're just looking at Bill Belichick – I'm just regular coach. Just who he no, is. No rings, none of that. Yeah. But yeah, you, can't, you can't equity aside, though. Yeah, sure. Especially if he he's made. still Kobe in has, that yes. building. Like, you, you can't The only thing is – I don't think you can equity aside, like, recently. But Bill Belichick has now given us 12, 24, 36 months without Tom Brady. And we've seen 7 and 9, 8 and 9, mm. and 10 and 7. Mm. So it's like, I feel you. You can't, in general, equity aside. But there does come a point in a relationship, romantic or otherwise, where it's like, hey, I appreciate what you did for me back in the early 2000s. Mm. Yeah, our honeymoon was great. Yeah. yeah, the first five years of the marriage were phenomenal. But, like, it's been three terrible years now. No, 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 no. What'd I do wrong? They didn't have, like, a good marriage. They didn't have a good marriage. It was historic. They had, like, a historic marriage. They had, like, a marriage. It's like, here's the book on marriage. Page one, this was the marriage. It ended, but this is, like, if you could achieve this with a divorce. Yeah. Like this is the best case scenario yeah. for you. But but for coaches like this, it has to be really bad. Like we talking ten wins, we talking nine wins, seven. seven. Win, yeah. Like it need to be four. Like ooh, they might get the first pick. Like it, <laughs> it need to be like that with Bill. So now the organization or the owner like is like, right. all right, now you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, but but that, for Bill, if he wants to coach, that's how it's gonna have to look. You, you know what's funny about the Patriots though? When they had Tom Brady, I remember everybody saying, man, they managed their money so well because at the time. They weren't paying everybody like that. Yeah. Right? Some guys had a lot of good players out of the building, too. A lot of great players out the building. Um, um, guys that were free agents that were letting them play. Like, damn, he's he starting over there? Yeah. All that, though. All the underdogs. Soon, Tom leave, I start paying these dudes. Uh-huh. Think about these guys they paid yep. on the defense. They spent the most money. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like, at one point in time, we'd be looking at this team like, man, this is the ideal way to build yeah, your it's team. It's a standard. It's a standard. Now, w- when Tom leaves... Oh, that's who y'all. Oh, that's who y'all really are. Yeah, oh, okay. Covered up a lot and, of stuff. And, and yeah. real quick, when I play in that division, we always say this. I mean, this is weird, but Rex Ryan was to get in the hot tub with us at the practice. He's the only coach ever did that. Anyway, <laughs> and he would say, you know what? They always talk about how good Phil is. We said, man, if Tom Brady's not there, he's like every other coach. He's like every other team. Yeah. And damn it, he was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right nothing to follow that up well, with. Well. <laughs> When we return, we will speak of the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, because he will be without their top two stars. Well, two of their top three stars on Thursday night. Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones could be absent. Should the Chiefs be on upset alert? Super Bowl favorites, upset alert? That's next. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. 
the biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are in overtime. We got to spend a little bit more time on this Chiefs topic because it's so fascinating. Chris Jones, contract dispute. We don't expect him to play. But the breaking news of today, Travis Kelsey, he got hurt, hyperextended his knee. Keep in mind, home opener, just two days away. Now, a report just said that his ACL is supposed to be intact. But no Chris Jones, man, on your screen, supposedly. And Travis Kelsey could be absent as well. Shady, in Kansas City, it's title or bust, quite literally. Like, it's win a Super Bowl or bust. Patrick Mahomes has been a starter, I believe, for five seasons. He's won two Super Bowls, one of which was with you. Should the Chiefs, though, be on upset alert on (sighs) Thursday versus the Lions? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Now, it looks scary. Chris Jones is not there, the top guy on defense, top guy on offense. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, but Travis Kelsey... It's like 1A, 1B. It's going to be tough, but Andy Reid is so good and Patrick Mahomes is so great that they can still get it done. You know, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, we said, hey, man, they can't win without Tyreek Hill. I said that. I've been over there. The type of plays that Andy Reid wants to do, he wants to go deep. And he gets guys like Deshaun Jackson, he gets guys like Tyreek Hill, they do that. Well, you take them away, right? And he still is winning. Offense looks still productive and and, um, effective. Yeah. But this situation... I got to go with them. I can't say that they're going to lose to the Detroit Lions. I think the Detroit Lions are, are, are trending up. I truly believe that on offense and defense. But it's the Chiefs. They're an arrowhead. Mm. Come on. Mm. Now, I might not lay a couple, couple thousand on it. <laughs> but if yeah. you ask me on TV, America cannot uh, lie. I got to yeah. roll with the Chiefs. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they too good. So you are a little worried. You well, are a little worried because I mean, you ain't going to drop them a well, couple thousand on it. I got to be worried. I mean, you yeah. talking about the, the best defensive players out there? Yep. yep. And the best office players not there. Yep. I mean, and, and that's why I'm saying, yeah, they definitely should be on upset alert. You're talking about one of the best defensive players in the world. Yeah. That's right. Right? Of the world, not, Craig. Not just on his team, <laughs> in the world. We talk about Aaron Donald and then Chris Jones. Like, this dude is like that. He's not there. Offensively, Detroit is going to be better. Right? So, if you cannot get to Jared Goff, we all know Jared Goff is capable of going up and down the field if you are not going to get pressure on him. And on the offensive side of the ball, if 87 Travis Kelsey is not there, a lot of things change on the offensive side of the ball. And you know what? Detroit got better on the defensive side of the ball. So this is a much better team really going up against a weaker Kansas City team without their two, one of their two best players. So this absolutely screams upset alert um, in Arrowhead on Thursday. If 87 can't go and we all know 95 probably ain't going to play. Hmm. What's the spread in this game, guys? Six. You know your six? boy now. <laughs> it was six and a half. Shady said it quick. I know, it's, I know it, six it moves and after Kelsey. Shady said it quick. It's in six right six. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I originally was concerned, but we, we're doing it, so I can't. Um, nope. I think oh. the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> we're getting a little too worried. I have a lot of respect for what 
Detroit has been trending towards. And I do think they've gotten better on both sides of the ball. And, uh, and I actually like Jared Goff more than most. But it's still Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I, macro, they got to get Chris Jones back in the building and Travis Kelsey healthy if they're going to be the Chiefs that we know that they're capable of being. These are just the two most important players outside of Patrick Mahomes. But for this game, yeah, we said we, we, every time we start work, we start down this team, no matter what's going I on. I ain't doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Shady. I scratched all my I, notes out. Can I ask you a question, though? If the Chiefs, if Kelsey doesn't play, Chris mm-hmm. Jones obviously not going to play, yeah. and they still win, would you be surprised if Pat wins? No, just, no. Not, and now, that's my thing, though. No, so like, and, and, and but that's why we're saying upset. You, I just well, yeah. decided that I'm picking them. No guarantee. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because yeah. if you think about it, like the, the Detroit has everybody need, right? Yeah. Right. New, new additions, better defense players, and if 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 Pat goes out there with just regular guys, right? Because yeah. they don't have no more stars. I think once you take Travis Kelsey yeah, away, yeah. Like, like who they got, uh, right? A couple good additions, but not no real. I still think they're going to win. But we're talking about them like... He's responsible for so much output offensively, which is why they need to get him back long-term. But we're talking about this game right now. We're pouring a little too much Mm. doubt on... I understand where both you guys are coming from because Patty has shown you with your (laughs) own two eyes that I got it. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, it don't matter who out there. That's why he stood up there and said, oh, Chris, here we still got to go play ball. Like, it really don't matter who out there. That's That's how Patty is. But... I done seen some great quarterbacks, too, where at one point it's like, ooh, that's just a little bit too much to overcome. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's the Detroit Lions coming in, and I know Detroit Lions is like this, but the Detroit Lions is a better football team, and I'm not saying they're better than them, but for one game, upset alert, Here's they definitely should be on that. most interesting to me. Detroit last year scored 41 points, scored 40 points, scored 45 points, scored 35 points, mm-hmm. scored 36 points. Detroit Lions had the fifth-best offense last year mm-hmm. in football. We know the Chiefs don't have a great defense. Yeah. Because right, when the Chiefs right. needed it most, their defense lays eggs. But Patrick Mahomes, he is so great. What's interesting to me, however, is the Lions, in my mind, are going to have to beat themselves. The Chiefs no longer have players without Travis Kelsey right. that are just going to go out there and yeah. beat you. Yeah. Right. Like, Sky right. Moore right. isn't just going to go out there and beat you. Even versus the Eagles, we all saw it. Yeah. Eagles had to beat themselves defensively at the goal line. Like, that was, those were mental errors. Those were mental mistakes. Yeah. I control. The first thing yep, about yep, defense. Yep, yep. So, really, when I think about it, player for player, you would think the Detroit Lions have enough dudes. Jameer Gibbs, Shade, you know all about him. Number 12 overall pick, running yep, back yep. out of Alabama. Yep. Armand Ross St. Brown, yep. superstar wide receiver. Plus, uh, defensively, you know the Lions, Aiden Hutchinson. He should be ascending mm-hmm. to the next level. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson led the league in interceptions per games played last year. So And the, David Montgomery's going to have a big, big yeah. addition for them. No doubt about it. Play. Lions should have the dudes, but again, I think Andy Reid is the two, Andy Reid. The two dudes, the, the, the two most important dudes are for the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yes. And they're like dude dudes. I, I feel like that right now, dudes. but it's a dude out in Detroit right now at practice. A lot of dudes. It's, a, it's a dude out in Detroit dude, at practice right now <laughs> on the practice field that got an 87 jersey on. He ain't got no Andy Reid hat, and, and you, he got an 87 jersey on doing Travis Kelsey-type things so we can know where 87 is at. If 87 is not there, that is a huge blow for the Kansas City no, Chiefs, is. and it's much better and better for the Detroit Lions to game plan for Sky Moore and Justin Ross and, yeah. and, and Rice. and Like, it's, it's, it's much easier. You know what, though? You got a point there for sure, right? I mean, game plan for Kelsey is like a headache. Oh, he's not playing? Oh, Perfect. But I will say this, though, about, about great quarterbacks. And you got a great coordinator. 
two years ago. Yep. This is when the Cardinals were a really, really good team. And this is when little man, uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray was really balling. They played Green Bay and, and uh, Arizona. And all the wide receivers were out. I said, oh, hey, no, I'm putting up. I called my account a little bit. Hey, look, I, I know I've been, I know, I know I'm on a strict. Should have called me. I'm, I'm not strict with the money right now, but nah. I see an easy lick. Yeah. I said, we're going to put 20 grand on, on, on the Cardinals to beat yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. I don't ever bet against the top quarterbacks, but come on now. Yeah. Devontae Adams didn't play. Out. None of the backers. Alan Lazar was Everybody here. was yeah. out. Yeah. Aaron still won that game. Yeah. And that taught me a lesson. Yeah. You never bet against the superstar quarterbacks, and you never bet against Hall of Fame dudes. He That's won. That's lesson. He That's did. the lesson. <laughs> no matter what no, no, no. No, I'm saying, no matter what, though, no yeah. matter if everybody's hurt, because they like, ain't no way they're going to win. They got yeah. no, they got no wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. He had dudes I didn't even know their names. Right. They was catching stop routes. I was like, who is this dude? <laughs> that taught me that never better get some. I don't care. And hopefully, if, 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 if nobody plays yeah. for the Chiefs and it's, and it's, I don't know, water boy out wide receiver, I'm still not betting. And hopefully the uh, research can help us with the score of that game. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers had big numbers. I don't think they put up a lot of points. No, they didn't. The defense went crazy. And that's why I'm worried and upset because 95 <sighs> is not there to really be like, yeah. okay, no Kelsey, yeah. but we still can get some stops right. yeah, and yeah. get the ball back to Patty. He ain't there. So you're talking about all the points they scored and you ain't getting no pressure? That's a good point. That's hey, I, you know what? And real quick, I forgot how good the offense was for the Lions. Mm -hmm. So you said that because the defense sucked last year for yeah, the Lions. Terrible. The offense. Offense was crazy. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. The offense was crazy. Yeah. We will see. Well, when we return, yo, we're almost on the brink of football, y'all. Doug oh, Peterson, head coach for the Jags. He compared Trevor Lawrence to Dan Marino, amongst oh, other all-time oh, 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 oh. Y'all hear Shady? Uh, <laughs> we okay with oh. it? That's next. Doug come on, Dan Marino. All right, family, we are in our hurry-up offense. Got to keep this moving. Okay, get this. Trevor Lawrence, we already know he's set to enter his third season, and head coach Doug Peterson is putting the former number one overall pick amongst all-time greats. You'll have to read what Doug Peterson said about Trevor Lawrence. Now, he said, you know, the quarterback is usually the face of the franchise. They look for him for that leadership and guidance. I saw it with Brett Favre. I saw it playing with Dan Marino. That's where he can go. You see that with Tom Brady's of the world, the Aaron Rodgers's, close quote. Sadie, it might have just been a coincidence you're scratching your head. Joy, it might just be a coincidence you're playing with your earring. But there are no coincidences on this show. <sighs> I'm curious as to how you all feel about this, but James, I will ask you first. Are you okay with Doug Peterson comparing Trevor Lawrence to these all-time greats? Absolutely, especially when you're talking about a leadership standpoint, right? We know he ain't saying that, hey, his arm is this. and He's talking about from a leadership standpoint to where this locker room is looking up to this dude, right? They know if he plays well, this team can go really, really far. So, you know, as a coach, that's what you want in your quarterback. You want him to be the leader, right? It's some quarterbacks right now that are walking out there as captains with a C on their chest and you're not really a captain. At all. You got what I'm saying? All. So I think what he's saying right here is this dude really he has control of this team. This team believes in him. He's a leader. I see him with the guys out here, and I've seen that in a lot of these great quarterbacks. So I have no problem with Doug Peterson saying this about Trevor Lawrence if that's really what's going down over there. I love it, and I love it both from a leadership perspective, but I also love it even from an accomplishment perspective. We can debate to we're blue in the face just how talented Trevor Lawrence is, but I think Trevor Lawrence's resume will inevitably speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Like, I was thinking about this. Trevor Lawrence had 30 touchdowns to five to eight interceptions last year. Mm. 30 total touchdowns to eight interceptions. Second team all pro Jalen Hurts had 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Mm. Now, second team all pro Jalen Hurts missed some games. Look at him, look second at him. team all pro Jalen Hurts, he had a really good team. But when I think about statistically, everybody says, and even you, Shady, have agreed, Trevor Lawrence will take the next step. Mm -hmm. My question is, what's that next step going to be to? 
Because mm. the next step from 30 and 8 is 35 and 10, is 40 and something. So I love it purely from a comparison of leadership standpoint, but I also love it from a accomplishment standpoint. I won't speak on talent. Let's let yeah. these games kick off and let's look at the 2023 season. Yeah. But when I think about what Trevor Lawrence has already accomplished in year two, won a playoff game, that's hard to do. That's when I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with it. Joy, I'm cool with it. I love it. I mean, we do this every time a coach compares a, a young player to an all-time great. They're putting too much pressure on him. They, he's not that good yet. He's speaking from a leadership perspective, but I, I agree that he's going to take a big step up this year. Look at what Trevor Lawrence has been since he came into the league. Keep in mind what he was in college. They were talking about changing the rules when he was a freshman because he was that good of a college player. He had a bad rookie season for a bunch of different reasons. Okay, that happens. In his second year, he went and beat the golden child. Mm. Down 27 points. Mm. Who the golden child? That's Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I know. 27 points. <laughs> or 30. We like to round up around. <laughs> it makes it easier. But the point is, he took a big step up, and he won a big game. So why wouldn't he take another step up with another year of maturity, another year with Doug Peterson, and with the confidence that he has knowing that he has the capability of doing that? I don't know if he's going to be Brett Favre. I don't know if he's going to be Dan Marino. But I do know that he took that big of a step from a really rough rookie season to winning a playoff game against a guy that we all agree is one of the most talented in the league. I was about to say, you know know me and Justin Herbert. You you think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. Yes, you do. You do. Um, I hated it, right? At least I damn Reno. But then when I, <laughs> then, then when I read what he was trying to say, I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, come on, Shady, relax, relax. And then I read what he said, and I, I, do, I do love it because of, you know, when we talk about leadership, that's one thing from, or a big difference from talent. Yeah. Right? And I played with some super talented quarterbacks mm-hmm. that there weren't good leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't bring players together. They couldn't, uh, we're doing bad on offense, bring the line together, bring yeah. the running back together, bring the wide receiver. Let's talk this thing out. Let's get it going. I play with guys like that. Yeah. So when Doug said that, and I respect Doug because I played with him and I know him very well, and what he says he means. And if he says that Trevor Lawrence is one of the great leaders and is going to be even better going forward, I truly believe him. Well, here's what's interesting. Speaking of quarterbacks being better going forward, Jalen Hurts was really good last year. Yes, he was. Really, yes, really was. good last year. He's second in the MVP race, a Super Bowl appearance. But now it's on to this season. Nick Sariani said of his quarterback, quote, if anyone's going to reach their ceiling, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Close quote. Tell him, Nick. Tell him. Here's my question. How can Jalen Hurts get better? James, do you expect Jalen Hurts to get better this season? Um, he has to get better, um, especially in the pass game, right? We know what Jalen Hurts is going to bring in the run game. We know the, what he does to the defense in the run game. He's able to help his running backs be better because you got to He's holding that linebacker and all that. So we know what he's going to bring in the run game. But we touched on it. We talked 3,700 3, yards in the passing game. That has to go up. He has to be better, especially if they want to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. I mean, you, we talked really, really bad about Russell Wilson, right? We did. Russell Wilson played... 14 games, he had 3,500. Derek Carr got benched the last two games, he had 3,500, right? And this dude was second in MVP voting. So for this team to get to where they need to go, and that's back to the Super Bowl and winning it, he has to get better in the past game, and that number has to go from 3,700 to 42 to 45, you know what I'm saying, for them to be able to get back and beat a Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, whoever may be in there. Um, yeah, Jalen did miss two games as well, but a trees don't grow to the sky, right? Like, you don't just get 
exponentially better every single year. Like you reach a ceiling, as Nick said, and then you maintain that. And really, that's what being great is about, is reaching the peak and maintaining that and then marginally getting better, adjusting the game as the game changes. Jalen was runner-up for MVP last year and an all-pro. Hard as hell to do. Hard to do. Mm-hmm. Played in the Super Bowl and played well in the Super Bowl. But you can't get better right. because they didn't win the Super Bowl. So you do have room for improvement. And even if you win the Super Bowl, there are things that you can learn about what you did to keep that level of play up. So I do think he's going to get better, and I have great expectations for Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great player. I agree that the, the passing game can improve. But I also think that Jalen is a unique player in that he does what is needed to do to win. No doubt. So the stati- And that's why, even though he didn't have necessarily the passing to statistics that you would normally have to be in the MVP conversation, we could see that he's doing what needs to be done to win over just getting a bunch of stats. I, I think Jalen makes even a-, a bigger step this year. Being the same offense over and over again, it's like redundant. You know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. You know what coach is going to coach. You know what he's going to install. And that helps you out because you know what to expect. One thing about Jalen Hurts, I had a chance to really talk to him, talk to him. Um, I guess the coach practice, but like three weeks ago. And I'm thinking like, this kid can't be 24. Mm-hmm. His mind, mm-hmm. bro, he's so advanced. He's, he's so mature for his age. So like, he talked about Rocky. Rocky Balboa was like the thing in Philadelphia. He's an underdog and et cetera, and he beats all these champions. And he said, I love it here in Philadelphia because I carry that same mentality. I've been counting out forever. Yeah. High school, college, right? Think about it, this dude had a great college resume and they benched him. Yeah. He keeps receipts. So I say, say all that to say this. He's always getting better and better and better. And that's the one thing I learned from the conversation with him. It's like, oh, wow, this dude's not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not cool with just being an um, all-pro. Oh, he's not cool with going to the Super Bowl. He wants to win. He wants to get better. And that right there let me know that no matter what happens with Jalen Hurts, how much success, he will always strive to be better. So when Nick says that, mm-hmm. I believe him because I've talked to the kid. I see the way he works. Yep. Everybody on the team loves him. He brings some guys together. I mean, I, I know you talk about the numbers, but I think his numbers be better, and I think they get more. Work. And it's not hard to see that, man, because I mean, we, me and you have talked about this. Pick before. your side, though. Hold up, don't do this. <laughs> well, I say, stay on that gotta, side. You just said he got to throw the ball better. All this he does got to get better. So in the stay on. Game. So, so don't don't come over here. I hate people do that. What happened? It's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. You gonna let me talk? You gonna let me talk? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> you gonna let me talk? So, anyways, we talked about this before, right? Yes, he does got to get better in the pass game, but the leadership is one thing that people don't talk about enough, and that's the mindset that he's talking about that you see in the Joe Burrow, that you see in the Jalen Hurts. He got this team behind him for real, for real. He will have to get better in the pass game because I don't anticipate yes, the defense being as good as the Eagles' defense was last year. I think he will. There it goes again. Turn this up against the break okay. like this. When we return. It's- Is Sean Payton trying to change Russell Wilson's public image? You have to hear this. Oh, boy. I mean, so, like, if we run the ball well, why we got to throw the ball more? I'm sure last year was fun. Last year worked. All right, let's get to our two-minute drill. We got about a minute 45 left on the clock. Now, it sounds like Sean Payton wants to change Russell Wilson beyond the football field. In an interview, Payton said... Will you bleep and stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office, close quote. Joy, what do you make of this? I mean, that's kind of how Russ has always been. Always. So I don't know if that, that's really going to change in him. He's somebody who's, like, very curated with his public image. And maybe he is going to run for office one day. That's a good point. So. Uh, Sean Payne say, Trip up a little bit. <laughs> you up out of there. That's all this is screaming right here. Don't play well a little bit. You gone. I'm telling you right now. I run the ship now. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess this is what people don't like about uh, Russ. He's always like, he's like the black, like, 
T-ball, you know what I'm saying? He's politicking. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's who he is. That's what I'm saying. As a player, I don't like that. He's hey, always been that way. Snap out of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's who he is, so I don't know. It is interesting, right? They say nobody cares what you do until you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's we true. didn't care when Russell was winning them chips. Exactly. He was winning them chips. That but is true. Now that he ain't really winning these games, hey, I can't even you, kiss you no think, baby. You think he kissed one of them badass babies? <laughs> it's some bad babies. He's the, the ball. Ball. He's he's 